listening to On The Road with Mike and Andy, the number one Australian weekly trucking podcast made for Aussie truckies by Aussie truckies. We're here to bring an independent voice to truckies right around Australia. So please do us a favour, listen in on your favourite podcast platform, hit like and subscribe, leave a comment and don't forget to tell your mates about us. On the Road is brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Visit the website at nti.com.au. G'day again and welcome back to On the Road. This week, Mike's joined by Queensland Trucking Association CEO Gary Mann to find out what the QTA is all about and to get his views on borders and trucking in Queensland in general. Later on in Something to Talk About, Mike looks at the COVID situation in respect to how much training drivers are, or more specifically aren't getting, on how to be compliant in these rapidly changing situations. We've got all the latest news for you, along with some great comedy from Dave Allen. Plus, of course, your weekly musical interludes from Jimmy Barnes and Tim McGraw. So, let's get this show on the road! Yes, get on with it! I'm Yogi from Outback Chuckers, and when I'm on the road, we're always on the road doing stuff out on the road, but when we're on the road, we're listening to the big rigs on the road. <laughs> this is Simon Smith here from the Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. Truck and radio is what we do across Australia 24 7. Loads of truck and classics every hour. If you'd like to drop us a line, love to hear from you at some stage. Our email address, bigrigradio at yahoo.com.au. Catch it down the road and take it steady out there. The Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. It's time to pick up the pace a little here, and what better way than with a great classic song by the working class man himself? Here's the one and only Jimmy Barnes with Driving Wheels.
Gary Mann from the Queensland Trucking Association is joining us today to have a bit of a chat about what's going on in Queensland, what's going on on the border, who joins the QTA and all the rest of it. Apologise for a little bit of a way into the interview there. There's a telephone ringing in the background. I was talking to Gary in his office and unfortunately sometimes things happen. I thank him for his time. Gary Mann from the Queensland Trucking Association. Welcome to the show, Gary. Let's have a bit of a talk about what's going on on the border and what's going on in Queensland and where you sit on some of this stuff. Well, as you well know, Mike, it's been a little bit of a dog's breakfast really in the last few days because there's been some changing requirements and then a change of mind. Hmm. But fundamentally, at the end of the day, the changes aren't undue in that the freight pass still applies. Um, Testing regime for negative result at seven days still applies. Hmm. And you still need to get your three-day evidence of a test if you're coming out of those LGAs in Sydney, of which there are now 19 that are listed. The change is for those drivers who live on the southern side of the border and travel into Queensland for their work. If they travel in their private vehicle across the border, they're going to need a COVID jab. Yep. So that is a key difference. And that's introduced from this Friday. Yep. So that new border arrangement is quite new and applies as of this Friday. Mm. So it will affect probably several hundred people because there are more people than you might think who live on the southern side of the border and drive into Queensland to do their work in the freight task. Yep. The other thing that has been changed is that we have previously had an X-pass where you could basically drive in and out of the border bubble in a truck and do deliveries or pickups or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Fundamentally, that X-pass is now redundant. So if you go in and out of those border zones, you'll need an F-pass and you'll need to be on a test cycle. So that's a part of the issue. The bigger issue for me is concern generally about the amount of testing the drivers are doing. Mm. And that's why we've been pushing and advocating hard for the introduction of rapid antigen testing. Yes. Which is a lot easier for drivers to accommodate. It's more convenient and also keeps them out of the queues a lot more regularly. Mm. If the seven days is going to be applied across every state and we would prefer that be the case with a negative result, What that really means is you're probably having to have a test about every five days so that you can comfortably know you'll have a negative result in your possession within the seven-day cycle. If state governments want further testing than that, we can't see why you can't use rapid antigen or RA testing. It's convenient. It's easy to use. You get a result within 15 minutes or so. It's generally fairly accurate. It's well regarded around the world. Mm. And it's designed and manufactured here in Australia. And the only place in the world you can't use it is in Australia. Yeah. So, well, that's the same test that Senator Searle was touting there the other week. And with, there's the article in Big Rigs about it as well, I believe. Yes. Yeah, so many of us around the country have been getting our shoulders together, so to speak, and pushing for this type of testing to be introduced. Mm. So we think it's very much a belt and braces type approach. where have got your PCR tested at seven days. And you need to do any further checking than that. Why can't you use the RA test, which is a lot more convenient for drivers? Mm. Like I talk to drivers pretty regularly. They feel pretty at liberty to uh, give me a call and give me a view whenever they want to. Me too. (laughs) And over the last, oh, you know, four or five days, I've talked to any number of drivers who've told me that they've had more than 10 tests in the last three weeks. Yep. Now, that's pretty intensive testing when you consider that we're up for this for at least the next 12 months. Yeah. And for the longer run, 
I just don't believe that's a sustainable solution. Yeah for our men and women who drive the highways of Australia. Yeah, well, I have many colleagues from New South Wales who've rung me and you know, obviously know a few people around the country. There are a lot of guys that are fairly hacked off with the whole thing and a lot of guys are saying, well, screw Queensland, I'm just not going to go there. Yeah, well, there is that too, yeah. It's become an issue that's just basically got bigger than Ben-Hur, this whole thing. There doesn't seem to be any light at the end of the tunnel. I think that's one of the things that's most disturbing to a lot of people. Drivers, I think, for the most part, are doing their absolute best to comply. I have had three phone calls from guys that I know personally who were turned around at Gundu Indian and sent back to Moree. Mm. There doesn't seem to be any value in what's going on. People getting on trucking pages and Facebook wanting to know what the requirements are, and we just seem to get these blanket statements. No one really seems to know exactly what's going on for some time. We, we seem to be chasing our tails a bit. Well, I think generally it's categorised as that sort of ring of steel approach that they don't want people entering the state that can't establish that they've got a negative result. Mm. But that's all very well and good if the pathology system is working relatively efficiently. I mean, we know there's that much testing occurring in New South Wales that a lot of the pathology testing is being done in other states, being flown into other states for assessment or analysis. So that probably adds a day. Uh, It's got to be couriered to these places and so forth. So... Places like Tari and Forbes are consistently between three and four days before you get a result. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. You know, if it's this week or next week, that's all very well and good. But if you've got to keep that up for a year, Mm. that's intense pressure. We understand what they're trying to do with it, but at the same time, you've got to have reasonable means to be able to comply. Yeah. So the testing in Queensland, on average, is taking somewhere between 25 and 30 hours mm. and is fairly consistent. But the trouble with the freight cycle is is nearly always the case that as they leave Queensland, head south, load, reload, or do whatever they're doing down there and then return to Queensland, they're more likely to need to get their test on journey mm. because otherwise their requirement will have expired by the time they get back to the border. Yeah. So my assessment is that Probably 70% of the testing is occurring in New South Wales and about 30 in Queensland Yeah, for that reason. Yeah, so we've got guys that are doing their best to try and comply and the infrastructure's not supporting them to let them do it. That's the short story. And the other concern I have is with vaccination requirements for those who live in northern New South Wales and cross the border into Queensland for work, mm. is that the thin end of the wedge? If a mandatory requirement on the road freight industry was applied, I think that would be highly problematic to be able to introduce. Based on what I know, and as you say, a lot of drivers aren't backward in sharing their opinion. I've had fairly forceful opinions shared with me. Absolutely. If it comes to that, there are blokes that are just going to say no. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily an anti-vaxxer thing. I think there's just a wide variety of views out there about freedom of choice. Yeah. Yeah. Freedom of choice even of the vaccine. Yeah. People don't appreciate that you have to have this one, you have to have that one. Mm. You know, when you look at the history of this country, we don't have a great record about the government telling us what to do. <laughs> we certainly don't. The boys proved that at Razorback last time. I think that they weren't really impressed. So I think that freedom of choice is important. Mm. We understand the requirement to get to that sort of herd immunity level. Mm. But, you know, I do think from the feedback I get from a pretty wide range, there would be more adoption of vaccinations if people were given the choice of which vaccine they could take. Yeah. We'll just head off for a quick break to hear from our sponsors, mate, and I'll come back to you with a couple of other questions. Sure. There's nothing more devastating for a truck operator than to be involved in a serious road incident. 
We've all seen the impact of heavy vehicle accidents and at these times, when people are most vulnerable, it's critical that they have immediate support from a strong, stable, reliable and experienced organisation. NTI is Australia's number one truck insurer, the specialist you can count on to protect your transport and logistics assets, with the know-how to take control of the situation and the capability to reduce lost income by getting trucks back on the road again as soon as possible. Specialist products, experienced people, accredited repair and recovery networks and industry advocacy is what we do. It's our specialty and we've been doing it for more than 45 years. For more information, visit the website at nti.com.au or go to the NTI Facebook page. So, in ordinary times with the Queensland Trucking Association, Gary, what do you do, mate? What's the story there normally for you? There's a wide range of activities we certainly engage in, representing our members, whether it be about the nature of the laws that are applied, about getting access for PBS or oversize over mass loads, hmm. being like a mediator to try and assist members in being able to interpret the rules and or make sure they're being treated even-handedly. We run a lot of development programs. Everything from, you know, better understanding how to utilise tax in your business to how to adopt chain of responsibility provisions, or it could be more broadly about accreditation or a variety of other legislative requirements you might be obliged to adopt. Mm. A good example out of Queensland was negotiating with the government to arrive at a commercially viable toll for the uh, second range crossing at Toowoomba. Yeah. Because at one point that was looking like a fairly significant number that would have been quite a cost impediment. Mm. And then through to where infrastructure might be built or should be built. You know, we had quite a good win last year in getting inland freight routes supported. Yes, yeah. Quite a chunk of money being put to an investment like that. And I think one of the lines we do push pretty hard there is that in this country, I think we very much have built our roads for cars and we let trucks use them. <laughs> That's very true, yeah. What we're trying to do more is to get a set of freight routes around this country that are very much built for trucks mm. that you could let cars use. Yeah. That's a significant difference. We push and advocate that cause quite hard. I mean, even in these COVID times, more and more drivers understand if they've been grounded and it's not for a reason that they think is right, you know, they can always call us and we've been able to achieve getting uh, any number of them able to be moved because they were within their rights. It was just a misinterpretation at the border. Mm. So it could be something as straightforward as that, which is still very important for someone who's trying to get across the border and get their load delivered mm. right through to where you might be allowed to use PBS vehicles or access into your depots, all those sorts of things. So in many ways, we're there and available as your advocate. We provide the member services and we also have an industrial arm that is a very strong support to our members about how to better utilise everything from EVs to interpretation of awards and all those sorts of things. Mm. Our general message is industry associations are very supportive broadly across the industry, but obviously for those who pay their membership, they get certain services available to them within that membership. Yeah. You've obviously got your web page, your Facebook page and all the rest of it there to share the service. Yeah. What sort of people join QTA, mate? Oh, probably our broader membership is made up more of employer fleets. We, for a variety of reasons, haven't always attracted the owner-driver that much. I think mainly because they don't necessarily see that all the member services that are available are things that they might need. Mm. But the nice acknowledgement we feel is when they do make that decision, they realise that we do provide a very valuable service for them. It's a bit like an insurance in some ways. You might use us from time to time. But when you do need us, you really need us. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to remember in running your business. 
it's a pretty good thing to know that there's someone there who's got your back and can always give you advice or help you in some way to interpret what's going on and or steer you to the right places or be able to support you directly. I think that's the best description I could give. No, well, it seems to be a pretty good description. I mean, I've obviously seen you about and the sort of things you do and I must be honest, I had a little bit of a shot at you over the inland route. <laughs> so I thought, oh, well, that's nice. We've driven road trains up and down there for a while. What else do you want to run up and down there? I've said with the tongue firmly in the cheek and certainly with no malice intended, Gary. So when are they going to fix the Bruce Highway, mate? I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you that question. Well, the Bruce Highway in many ways is, you know, what I call retail freight. Yeah. And you're mixing with a lot of car traffic. And let's be frank, it's going to be a good 20 plus years yet before you see the sort of upgrades that you know are warranted all the way through to Cairns. Yes, yeah. The concept with the inland freight route is that we're looking to better utilise that network for multi-combinations all the way through. Yeah. We want you to be able to load up at least with an AB triple from Toowoomba and go up the inland freight route to Townsville whether you turn off past the towers and head up through Greenvale onto the table end. Mm. It doesn't have to be a dual lane carriageway, but we're looking for improvements so that you've got pretty much all round flood immunity throughout the year. Yep. You've got purpose-built service centres and rest areas along the way. The lane width and overtaking lanes are appropriate for truck traffic. And if you can run your multi-combinations up that corridor, That'll migrate quite a bit of traffic off the Bruce. Oh, yeah, it sure would. And in many respects, you consider it your own freight highway. Yeah. So I'll get back to that expression I used before, is that we build roads for cars and we let trucks use them. Mm. As against keeping in mind what the needs of a multi-combination are and improving that route so that it's a really good through route all the way for multi-combinations. And we think on that basis, that'll attract quite a bit of trade. And I've had many a driver say to me, if that route gets tuned up the way that we think it might, yep. I can assure you I'll be going over that way rather than mixing it with all the cars on the Bruce. Oh, yeah, the Bruce is a nightmare. I think the road's divided all the way to Gympie now the last time I went up there. Mm. But north of that, up to Rockhampton and that, that can be a little bit challenging. Having said that, last time I drove out through the middle and went up the Leichhardt, I think it's a pretty rough ride up there. Yeah, so there's a number of places that need improvement right away. There's quite a steep little pinch there or jump up just north of Injun. Yep. Uh, you know, there's some turnouts. We'd like to see a bypass at Emerald. Yep. There'll be plenty of work continuing on the Bruce for a long time yet, yep. but it's got a fair way to go. Yep. As against a relatively smaller spend, but valuable so that you've got all weather all year round pretty much through route for multis. Yep. That's good for all of us whether it's, you know, our producers up in the central west or the north bringing livestock or other freight south, replenishing those communities. And in many ways, running that traffic up through that corridor also boosts some of those regional communities with jobs as well. Yeah. I'll put it another way. When you look at New South Wales, you've got at least three north-south corridors and Queensland has one. That's right. So we felt it was very much a strategic move that could be made and particularly for the benefit of heavy combinations. Yeah. Now, Ken Wilkie's been on to me and we've had a bit of a chat about the pads at Gatton and that fella out there doing that protest. Yep. And there's been some stories in big rigs about it and I've had a bit of a rant about it. And there was the argument about the initial access to it. We're at the point now where something really needs to happen as far as that rest area there goes. What's the latest on that, Gary, from your point of view? We haven't had any further update. I know TMR has had quite a few discussions with the university about the use of the land surrounding that pad. Hmm. 
it's one of those things where I think bureaucracy is going to have to take its course. Mm. I think our advice to members is that you just got to plan your journey a bit because we don't expect anything's going to change anytime soon. There are decoupling facilities at the top of the range. There are some nearby truck stops. It's one of those things where, on the one hand, they've spent quite a chunk of money and given us a reasonable set of decoupling pads. Yeah. But there's the tensions of what the university wants because it is a research station that surrounds that block Yeah. as against what transport and main roads deliver. So it's one of those things where, <laughs> on the one hand, TMR has been very helpful with our test sites. I mean, this time around, Queensland Health didn't provide any truck test sites and TMR have stepped up and funded the operation of those sites at Port of Brisbane, Boondall, Charlton and what will soon be Gundawindi, probably from Thursday on. Mm. So we certainly haven't lost sight of it mm. and we'll see what we can do to remedy it, but I think it's going to be one of those long hauls. Yeah. Well, I just had people point out to me, you know, once you get past that point at Gatton there and you're in a Type 1 road train and you've gone past, if you don't have the right permit, you're in real trouble. So <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things and you, no one's got ESP. So no, it's one of those things where the driver sort of ends up copping the pineapple, so to speak. It's not ideal. Yep. I've been talking with Gary Mann, the CEO of Queensland Tracking Association. Thanks for coming on the show and giving us a few minutes, mate. I really do appreciate it and invite you to come back again if ever you have something to say. Thanks, Mike. Anytime. All right, mate. Take care. No worries. Thanks. Kermie here from Trucking with Kermie. I listen to On the Road podcasts every week on the Australian Big Rigs Road Show. And when that's done, you might like to pop over to Trucking with Kermie on Facebook for my take on trucking and the people who make the industry what it is. Catch you over there, and in the meantime, take care of you. If you need signage or graphics for your truck, trailer, van, boat, equipment or business, the Sticker Shed is the fast and cost-efficient large-format digital print and vinyl cut graphic business that can meet all your needs. They specialise in signs, graphics, decals, stickers, banners, one-way window signage and even large-scale canvas prints. Don't be fooled by the name, the Sticker Shed has a fully mobile production facility, which means they can manufacture your signage or graphics on the spot. Even if they're not in your area, they can still custom make your signs, stickers and graphics and ship them to you. For more information or to obtain a quote, send an email to brett at thestickershed.com.au, visit the Sticker Shed Facebook page or call Brett on 0412 105 151. The Sticker Shed, their business is making your business look great. Line number one, you're supposed to have it all together And when they ask how you're doing, just smile and tell them, never better We just wanted to stop by for a moment and say, g'day, how are you? No, I mean, how are you, really? Physical and mental health is a significant issue for the Australian road transport and logistics industries. Risk factors like long hours, workplace isolation, pressure to meet deadline deliveries and the need for continual alertness all contribute to making us vulnerable to physical and mental health issues. As much as it might feel that way sometimes, you are not alone. There are some incredible people and organisations in our industry whose sole focus is on helping you to stay healthy in body, mind and spirit. All these numbers and addresses are listed on our website at ontheroadpodcast.com.au. 
Take care of yourselves. We really just want to see everyone get home safe and well. Oh, am I the only one who says I'm fine? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Hey, I'm fine, but I'm not. So let the truth be told. Hey, everybody, this is Tony Justice, and you're listening to On the Road with Mike and Handy. Road News is brought to you by Big Rigs, Australia's national road transport newspaper. Hi, Mike. Hey, mate. How are you going? Doing all right. Can you hear the rain in the background? I can hear the rain in the background, yeah. It's an act of God, isn't it? It is. It is. Mate, I was watching a documentary last night Mm -hmm. on one of those African lion safari type places. That's right. And at one stage, it was this car driving through the safari park. And these two lions approached the car. So the guy pulled the car up. Mm. The lions walked around to the back of the car and they were staring at, you know, those My Family stickers people have on the back window? <laughs> I reckon I've seen the same thing, yep. Yeah, well, they were staring at the My Family sticker on the back window that showed two adults, four kids, a dog and a cat. And one of the lions said to the other, what's that? Yep. And the other one said, I think it's the menu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's slip into it. First up, Mike, our great friends at Healthy Heads in Trucks and Sheds have created a new mobile app designed to provide mental health and physical well-being support to workers right across the road transport, warehousing and logistics sector. That's right. We're all aware that mental health and awareness has become one of the issues that's taken very, very seriously in transport these days. Sure is. Healthy Heads in Trucks and Sheds have been supported by the National Heavy Vehicle Regulator to develop the app, and it aims to improve the access to information, tools and support when looking at mental health. So there's a self-check-in quiz to help you increase your self-awareness, access to resources to create greater resilience, and tools to help better manage your day-to-day life. Now look, some guys will sit out there and they don't need any of this crap, mm. and that's fine, you know. I probably fit into that category a little bit sometimes because, yep. you know, we're tough guys. Truckies are tough guys. That's our rep. That's how we roll, and we don't want anyone to see that we've got the softer side. Mm. But i tell you what, I know a lot of truckies really, while they've got the big tough exterior, they've got a great big soft heart right inside them. Yep. And everyone needs some support at some time. Yeah. So even if you don't need it today, you might need it tomorrow or down the track, or your best mate might need it. Yeah. So have a look at these sort of things, see what it can do for you, and have a look. It's not going to hurt anyone. Absolutely. And looking it up early is a bit like preventative maintenance, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Mate, the Australian government is promising to commit almost $11 million to the new road safety upgrades and improvements in the New England region. I'll tell you what, the New England could stand some improvement too. Some of the bits of road that you've got down there are pretty bloody ordinary. Mm. So they're going to include a lot of projects along Waterfall Way. There's going to be some audio tactile edges and centre lines put in between Armadale and Dorigo and widening and resealing of some roads. Look, there's a lot of stuff going on there. The New England Highway, you can spend this amount of money on it and you really might not see too much of where it went. (laughs) They've been spending quite a bit of money on different areas now. Some of the big hills and parking areas and things like that have received some attention. Mm. It is one of the three major routes north, and it certainly services all that Armadale right through Tenerfield and all that sort of thing. It is an important piece of road, and some of the other roads really, like the Newell and the Coast Road, have taken away a lot of the attention. Mm. And probably it's about time that New England got some. Yeah, agreed. Mike, the NHVR has reinstated temporary changes to the National Heavy Vehicle Accreditation Scheme driver medical and audit requirements to support the transport industry during the ongoing pandemic restrictions. 
We all know that anyone that's out there running under AFM or BFM has to have an annual medical and there are a number of things that they've got to do to stay compliant. Mm. With the current environment, with getting to see doctors and things like that, it's become more difficult to comply with those uh, requirements. Obviously, those of us who need to have medicals to keep our licences are going to have to continue to try and sort of fit that in somehow. Yep. I personally try to line my medicals up so that they're all at the same time and, and just sort of you know, kill two birds with one stone. And sometimes it's not possible to do that. <laughs> so the NHVR have said that practical changes have been made to the scheme's medical and audit requirements. It doesn't say you're never going to have to have another one, but it does say that there is going to be some level of flexibility if you have difficulty. All you need to do is talk to the people that you work with and communicate the issues and there is a little bit of latitude there so yeah that's really all that's about it's a good move because it takes a lot of pressure off it yeah fair enough now according to one interstate driver what is normally the busiest roadhouse on the newell highway has closed its dining area with the truck parking area starting to look a bit like a ghost town yeah this is happening a lot around the country at the moment. Now, there is a cabinet exemption for dedicated truck stops and lounges to remain open during COVID lockdowns. Okay. Senator Stirl has written several letters which have appeared on the various Facebook pages to address this issue. He's spoken to the various representatives of the fuel companies, and we've got a lot of mileage with it. The thing of it is, though, is that you have company-branded sites Mm. like BP sites, for example, that are leased by private companies. So the BP provide the fuel. They don't provide anything else. Right. So they all operate under their own rules. BP's really got no control over what the Cafe One does, you know, for example. Mm. And so it's become problematic. Now, people have been making decisions to do what they believe protects their interests. And oftentimes that means if we don't provide the service, then we don't have to worry about it. We're safe. Yep. The problem with that is the drivers then have to try and deal with the consequences of that. Mm. You know, we had the thing up at Nambucca the other night where they reckoned that the council had shut the water off unexpectedly for a couple of hours. I wasn't there. I don't know if it's true. Mm. But my gut reaction to that is I'll take things that never happened for 400 things. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, yeah. that's my gut reaction to it. Yeah, I may or may not be right. Yeah. But the sad reality of it is because people keep making these decisions and there are $5,000 fines involved for people that get it wrong. Yeah. So this guy, McDonald, said that the frustrated roadhouse staff told him the local police would threaten them with a $5,000 fine if they let the truckies dine in. Mm. As we've said from time and time and time again, people don't know what the requirements are. Yep. And that is sometimes the people that are enforcing the rules. Yes. <laughs> More often than not. Yeah. You'd think that after 18 months of this bullshit, we'd know what the rules are. Yeah. But people are moving the goalposts all the time. Yes. Now, as an add-on to this, it seems now, though, that the driver's lands are back in business. Common sense has prevailed at Gilgandra, and the staff have made a, a statement there, and it says, to all of our drivers, after many phone calls, emails and messages, we're glad to inform you that our driver's lounge is now open. It's for drivers only to ensure that we follow the rules, and the tables have been set out according to the square metre rule. You can sit down and eat your meal, providing you only sit and eat your meal and follow the COVID rules. Well, once again, it seems that truckies have really got to say thank you to Senator Glenn Stirl because he's been really in the mix with respect to all this lockdown of restaurant facilities and that. There's been a flurry of emails backwards and forwards between the NHVR, Transport for New South Wales, local police and the Senator's office and others as well. This is an amazing outcome for all of our transport drivers. Thanks to all those that made it happen. And if you do have any trouble at all, I would encourage you to get on to Senator Stirl's office 
He's got a Facebook page. You just search for uh, Senator Glenn Stirl, and he will help you, I promise. And if he doesn't, get on to me. But I won't be receiving any phone calls because Glenn talks the talk and walks the walk. Yeah. I will say that there is a Facebook group for truck drivers out there called Truck Drivers Food and Showers Australia Wide. Now, it is a private group. If you get on that group and answer a few questions, they'll let you join. Mm-hmm. and you will be able to get the latest bits and pieces of information from truckies all over Australia about what's going on and stay in touch with things that way, and it's probably a good way to do it. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, so... What's the, the Facebook page called again? Truck Drivers Food and Showers Australia Wide, and it's administered by some trucky wives. Good on them. There's plenty of information on the page... I've got it open in front of me right now. The ladies talk about what's going on and what's available where, what's open, what's closed, and keep you up to date. Mm. And that's pretty much that for that one, mate. God bless them. Keeping all good men fed and clean. Can't be bad. Now, this isn't really breaking news, but it is news that is important out there. A 42-year-old truck driver has been charged following a fatal collision on the Newell Highway last Wednesday morning. Emergency services responded just after 6am to the reports of a B-double and a Toyota Avalon having collided about 25k south of Forbes. The emergency service attended, unfortunately, the 64-year-old man in the Toyota passed away at the scene. The driver, a 42-year-old, suffered some minor injuries and was taken to Forbes for the mandatory tests. He was subsequently arrested and he's been charged with dangerous driving and negligent driving occasioning death. He's been given conditional bail. Now, the police are appealing for anyone who witnessed the incident or has dash cam vision to contact Crime Stoppers on 1-800-333-000. That's Crime Stoppers on 1-800-333-000 if you've got any dash cam of that incident. Right. Just to round it out today, we've got a statement from Rod Hannafy. Right. Now, Rod is, as many knows, the president of the National Road Freighters Association. Indeed. We've had the conversation there with Gary Mann from the Queensland Trucking Association earlier on, talking about things that are going on in the Queensland border and all the other issues that we're dealing with with border crossings and the COVID stuff that's going on at the moment. Yeah. So Rod Hannafy says that to the many of us who are concerned with the widely mentioned and very short notice Queensland changes requiring truckies to have at least one jab or they would not be allowed entry into Queensland from Friday, please check out the NHVR website. They have confirmed today that this proposed change does not apply to truckies. Ah. We must still comply with the current rules, Mm -hmm. but who knows what the future holds. We must be given the facilities to be able to comply, and currently I don't believe this is the case. Mm. But no single person can fix this. I've also had reports of a few drivers being less than professional and not behaving as they should at some testing sites. This does not help us, and as I'm also on the road, I see what's going on. I will do all I can to help when possible. Safe travelling, Rod Hannafy. Mm. Now, we all know Rod's been talking about safety and everything forever. Yes. He speaks a lot of sense. As much as we can't stand all this stuff, and I'm on the record, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> none of us, no matter how we feel about it, no amount of jumping up and down, kicking, screaming, and two-year-old tantrum throwing in the bloody supermarket aisle is going to change any of it. Mm. All you are going to do is cause yourself an immense amount of stress and aggravation. You may, in fact, end up with more police attention than you need. Yep. And it's not going to get you anywhere. Yep. As much as it's frustrating and they say to you, you know, you don't have the right piece of paper, you don't have the right this or that, the reality of it is we all know that arguing with the man or woman with the pen is not going to be an argument you're going to win. That's it. So you need to just take it on the chin, I suppose, and do what you're told. Now, 
believe me, having to say that goes against everything that I feel and believe. Yeah. If you feel something's wrong, I believe that you should be able to say it's wrong and you should be able to be heard. Mm. Unfortunately, everyone's tolerance level for this is zero these days. Yeah. We just have to try and work our way through it somehow. So yeah. my advice to anyone at the moment is to try and stay up to date. And I know that's hard on the road. Go and have a look at the NHBR website. Get your information from the horse's mouth. Yeah. Yeah, we've all got smartphones these days. Get on the NHVR website, they can tell you. Get on the QTA website, they can tell you. If you haven't got the right information, ring up your employer and let them provide it for you. Yeah. At least that way, when things happen, it's not going to be something that you're going to be dealing with all alone. You're not on your own out there. That's for sure. You're on your own in the cab most of the time, but you're not on your own at work. Yeah, very true, mate. As you said, those goalposts are always shifting and uh, will continue to do so. It seems at the moment that the only thing that is certain is that nothing is certain. <laughs> That's exactly right. So it's up to the individual just to keep watching it, keep listening, keep searching and don't think, well, okay, now I've found the facts because tomorrow those facts might be different. Yeah. Sadly. That information's all available on the Truckies Food and Showers Australia-wide Facebook page too. Hmm. Leanne Dyer is one of the admins, should be well known to many of you has got the actual page from the NHVR on the Facebook page. Good. And there's also the leather there from Glenn Stirl as well. Excellent. All right, mate, well, we're running out of time, so I'll leave you with a couple of thoughts. Yes. They say you should never go to bed angry, but according to Phyllis Diller, it's better to stay up and fight. <laughs> I found that yep. to be true. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, get it out of your system. And a second thought for the week, and probably good advice, is never miss a good chance to just shut up. <laughs> I've got nothing more to say. <laughs> God bless you and all who sail upon you, Mike. Same to you, buddy. Catch up with you next week. Yeah, right. For all the latest industry news, go to www.bigrigs.com.au. Just a quick word about our sponsors. Go to our webpage, www.ontheroadpodcast.com.au and you can see who the friends of the show are. And if their products are something that you are interested in or something that you may need, please support them because they support us and they bring our show to you. For a few laughs this week, here's much-loved Irish comedy royalty talking about the frustration of driving. It's the late, great Dave Allen. Personally, I find myself in this modern age, I find driving extraordinarily stressful. It should be easy. Drive at your own leisure, park at your own leisure, do what you ever have to do and come back in your own leisure. But it's not like that. It's just stressful. You're thinking, I'm going to be late. Oh, God, I'm going to be late. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to get there. There's going to be a traffic jam. Oh, God, what am I going to do? I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go the shortcut. That's what I'll do. I'll go on the shortcut. I won't take the long way. I'll go the shortcut. And then you think, no, all the other people know this is a shortcut, so they'll take the shortcut. <laughs> no, I'll go on the long way. All those bastards who wouldn't go the shortcut, they'll go the long way, so the long way is going to be a traffic jam. <laughs> then you think, you think, what lane will I go in? You ever get to that point? What lane will I get in? Shall I go on the inside lane? Middle lane, the outside lane. I'll go on the inside lane. I'll go on the inside. That's all right. I'll drive on the inside lane. That's nice, smooth, quiet, gentle. Some will park a lorry there. And I'll have to come into the middle lane, and those people in the middle lane won't let me in. Then you think I'll go on the outside lane. Then what about the bastards who are turning right? You're stuck behind those bastards. You go on the middle lane. 
and you spend all your time waiting for people to come out from behind lorries and turn you right. This is before you even get in the car. <laughs> Tell you what, we become totally territorial. Have you noticed that with you and yourself? When you're in the car, you become territorial. You fight for an inch, a yard, a centimeter. You don't do that when you're a pedestrian, do you? You don't feel territorial when you're walking up the road, do you? You don't feel aggressive. You bump into somebody as a pedestrian. You don't back off and say, <laughs> You apologize. You say, oh, I'm sorry, I beg your pardon. Sorry, I beg your pardon. No, it was my fault. Well, after you, after you. No, 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 no. Somebody passes you when you're walking up the road. You don't race after them, do you? <laughs> and when you're a pedestrian, you're much nicer. I'm walking down the road the other day, and there's a car coming up towards me, and the blinkers are going. She drives up the road. Now, if I was driving behind her, I would be thinking, you silly old cow, put your bloody blinkers off. But as a pedestrian, I feel helpful. I go, blinkers. <laughs> and this woman looks at me and goes, <laughs> this nice lady with a veil and a crucifix. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the change that takes place in yourself. I was walking down the road recently. It's a little old woman. And she's just, you know, so I said, can I help you cross? And she says, oh, yes, please. So I actually go out, and I stop the traffic. Stop, please. Stop, please. And I get this little old lady, and I help her cross the road. And I say, are you all right now? And she says, yes, I'm fine. Thank you very much indeed. It's very good of you. And that's it. I go around the corner, get into my car, drive around the corner. There's a silly old in the middle of the road now. <laughs> I don't want to help her now. I'm going to run her over. I'm saying, get off the road, you stupid cow! <laughs> and have you noticed as a driver, we consider ourselves to be the perfect driver. We're all perfect drivers. We are the one person in the world who never makes a mistake. We drive perfect. You sit there and you analyze other people. See somebody trying to park and you're thinking, he'll never get it in there for God's <laughs> sake. Any cretin could see that he did. How did he do that? Lucky bastard. <laughs> the generosity of drivers. It can get you, actually, be, be, being a generous driver in many ways can get you, get you into trouble. I'm driving down Kensington High Street recently. There's a man who wants to come out from a left hand turning, and nobody's giving him any way at all. So I think I let him in. He, I suppose, feels because somebody's shown a generous act to him, he goes down the road and he decides to let somebody in. <laughs> And they drive down the road, and they let somebody in. So by the time I get to Hammersmith, there's 18 cars in front of me. <laughs> that wouldn't have been there, and I'm thinking, what did I do? What did you do that for? What? <laughs> when you offer what I would call generosity as a driver, when you let somebody in, and they acknowledge that, little peep on the horner, and you feel a glow <laughs> swelling all over you. And you're sitting there thinking, man, Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> There's two of us. There's not, not all bastards. There's two of us. We're nice. And he acknowledges it. And you feel very good. But if he doesn't acknowledge it, <laughs> have you been in that situation? You want to kill. <laughs> I'm sitting there, and if he doesn't acknowledge it, he just goes, oh, I think, you swine. You prat. That is the last time I will ever do that for you. <laughs> the 
chances of meeting this driver again don't exist. So you avenge yourself on some poor innocent bastard the next day. You're driving down the road and there's a fellow sitting. No, no way. I let somebody in yesterday and he didn't even acknowledge it, so up yours. And there's a point where people take advantage also of your generosity. You let somebody into the traffic and other people take advantage of that while you're kind of nodding. And somebody else goes, Ugh! and you go, wait a second, wait, one. I didn't say two, one. And while you're waiting, three, and then some bastard from the right. And I'm sitting there thinking, what, what am I? What am I, Father Christmas, for Christ's sake? I know everyone's absolutely sick to death with talking about COVID, COVID requirements and all the things that go along with it, bloody tests, testing cycle, COVID safe plans, driver training, deep cleaning of vehicles, isolation and all that sort of stuff. Things to talk about though, I mean, how much training are drivers actually getting? Are they getting something that's handed to them on a piece of paper and said, there you go, comply with that or some message from the, the office to look at such and such a web page. How much training are guys actually getting? From my experience, I think it's probably a little bit limited. Unless you want to go out and have a look for things, no one actually hands you anything that says, there you go, you need to know that. The problem we've got now is this stuff is just industrial strength crazy. The level of fines that you can get for getting it wrong or you know, whether it's willfully or accidentally, you're getting fined huge amounts. Now, in the Northern Territory, it's five grand for an individual if you get it wrong. It starts off at about a thousand dollars in most places, and fines for companies are even more. The thing about it is, we're living in an environment where the rules are changing all the time. No one can be across everything all the time. We're trying to do a freight task. It's not got any easier, and there don't seem to be any real options. And, that, and as I mentioned to Gary Mann there before there doesn't seem to be any end in sight. It just seems to be quite crazy. In New South Wales at the moment, there's an exemption for truckies going on to construction sites, but it seems that in the very near future, certainly by around August 21, drivers are going to have to have had at least one jab. Now, there's a whole question going on about that. I mean, how do you feel as a driver being told that you have to have a vaccination for something. I mean, seriously, how do you feel about that? I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm really not. I understand the principles behind it. I understand how it works, and I understand what it can do. I am a little bit concerned about what's going on at the moment, though. I don't like things that are untried and untested. I think that we're putting a little bit too much faith into something we don't know a hell of a lot about, and there's not a lot of good information about and everyone has their opinion and everyone's willing to ram their opinion down everyone's throat. I'm not ramming my opinion down anyone's throat. What I am saying is make your own mind up. All I am saying is for me, I'm not 100% convinced. I'm in the wait and see camp, I suppose. Everyone's free to do what they're doing, but how do you feel about being told that if you don't have this vaccination, then you're going to not be able to work? If you don't have this vaccination, it looks very much like pretty soon you're not going to be able to go into Queensland. Now, that's not the case right now. But it could very well go that way. Vaccine passports. How do we feel about all this stuff? I don't really want to argue the point about COVID or anything like that. But it is something we've got to talk about. It's something we need some answers for. Because as I've heard it, as I said to Gary, as I've said to Glenn Stirl and others, 
The guys that ring me up, and it is a few, have said to me that they're not happy about being told they have to have a vaccination. They're not happy about being told that a vaccine passport may be the thing that needs to happen. I've had guys ring me up and say, well, screw Queensland, I don't want to go to Queensland anymore. Now, it's not just Queensland. This is right across the country now. It is something to talk about. It is something we need to form a position on. These things are something you need to make your mind up all on your own. As usual, if you've got anything to say, my email address is there, mike at ontheroadpodcast.com.au. Send me a message, let me know, phone number's there. Send me a text. If you want to get on and have a chat about it, feel free and we'll arrange that too. Take care out there, keep it safe and we'll catch you on the road. Taking us out of our show this week, Tim McGraw looks at what it takes to get the things you want in this life when he asks the question, how bad do you want it? Been out here on this highway, breathing diesel smoke, driving hard for hours, trying to make that Memphis show. People always ask me, son, what does it take? Shout and touch your dreams to them. I always say, Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Is it a fire that burns you up inside? How bad do you want it? How bad do you need it? Are you eating, sleeping, dreaming with that one? That's our show for this week. Thanks for coming along for the ride. On the Road is proudly brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Be sure to join us again next week when Mike says... Add that one to the blooper roll. And he says... We better tidy it up there. And our guest says... I know, tell me about it. Until we catch up with you again next week, play nice with each other and most of all, stay safe out there. Bye for now. The team here at On The Road believe in the right to free speech and whilst we might not always be in agreement with the views of our guests and contributors, we support their right to hold and express those opinions. There's always a price you pay no matter-